Episode 32 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on Tokyo Disney Resort, coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter at tdrexplorer, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash tdrexplorer. I'm your host, Patricia, the official photographer for TDR Explorer. You can find me on Twitter at dreamsweetslove. And here is my ever handsome and dapper co-host, Chris. Chris, what's going on? <laughs> oh, not much, not much. Uh, <laughs> I was actually just thinking about your uh, Twitter handle. And every time I read it, I, I always say dreams. I know, right? I should change it. <laughs> Even though it's dream sweets love. That's that's tough. I know. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I am the chief content editor for TDR Explorer, and I'm the one that's always eating the seasonal offerings at the parks. And you can find me on my personal Twitter, at Burnin Lover. It's a little bit easier to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. So, Patricia, for episode 32, what do we, what do we have going on? We're talking about Hong Kong, because it's awesome. Yes. Oh, wait, and the breakdown of topics. <laughs> Sorry. You were late. you were jumping the gun there a little bit. I, I got really excited because I love Hong Kong. Okay, we've got our news. We've got the crowd forecast. Um, some A really interesting Tokyo Disney Resort 101. You're not going to want to miss it. It's Japanese words that you already know. I know you're thinking, what? But that's okay. It's all going to make sense. We've got our park tip some listener questions, and then we are going to talk about next ep- Wait. We're also going to talk about Hong Kong somewhere in there. <laughs> and then we're going to tell you what's going on next episode. <laughs> so, Chris, um, what's going on with the news? Oh, uh, we got quite a few things. Well, first off, Easter has finally started at Tokyo Disneyland and only at Tokyo Disneyland this year. It's not happening at Disney Sea because of the 15th anniversary. So Easter is happening from, well, it started March 25th and it's running until mid-June. I don't remember the exact date, but it's like June 16th or something like that, 15th. So that's cool. That's fun. Uh, we're going to be talking more about that next episode, so stay tuned for that. Uh, more information on Tanabata Days was released uh, it's going to be the same as pretty much every year, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're also, there's, they're doing this thing with, uh, the, uh, if you, if you go to the park wearing a yukata, you get to go around the park taking pictures. Like, I don't quite understand the point of what they were talking about. Okay. So like, okay. Tanabata, the Tanabata, the Tanabata yukata campaign, right? So it's actually a really cool campaign, you know, because people like in general, 
like want to come to the park in, in Yucata because it's kind of cool and it's kind of fun and, and fashionable and you know all of that um and I like that they encourage people to wear Yucata in the parks it, it, it it's it, it really makes like for better atmosphere in general you know what I mean so it kind it kind of feels like that like that festival atmosphere you know and and, and of course people wearing Yucata want to accessorize with cute Disney accessories and wear their hair and cute hairstyles and you know Tokyo Disney Resort sells lots of cute accessories that people can use so I'm sure they make better sales when people are dressed up in Yukata too uh not so not so good for getting on some rides like Space Mountain in particular but in general it's really fun and and I would recommend um if you have a Yukata to to wear a Yukata or you, or you can buy one at the parks and actually oh you know what this should be my tip of the Okay, that's okay. I'm going to I'm going to give you the tip even though it's not the tip of the of the episode. You can go and there's like a little shop in Ixpiari right next to it's very close to Ambassador Hotel. It's it's right in between um the body shop and in between Tully's coffee shop and um you'll notice like there's like a thing saying that they do hair and nails. They also do yukata rentals for like a really reasonable price and they'll even style your hair and everything there and it's like it's all super reasonable and if you don't want to like dress up yourself, they'll help you do it. So check it out. That sounds kind of cool. It's really it's really fun actually, you know? And and if you you can even do like um if you want to go to like a fireworks uh, show later at night, you can go play in the park during the daytime and then make your way to like, for example, if you're in Urayasu, uh, to the Urayasu fireworks show in um, in the summer, you know, go from the park to there. Um, yeah, you can do that too. So you're already dressed up. And also uh, with Tanabata Days, it's one of the one of the shortest or one of the shorter, I should say, uh, events at the park. I think it's a little longer than New Year's. So I think like New Year's is like a week. Yeah, it used to be shorter. It used to be a week. Um, but they, I like that they made it a little bit longer because more people can enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's typically like a week or two, but they extended it to three this time around. Yeah, and the goods are, are on sale for a shorter time than New Year's. So the New Year's, you have a lot more time to buy those New Year's goods. The Tanabata goods, it's like really, really limited. So it's when the event starts and when it ends and it's gone. Yeah, I guess with the uh, New Year's stuff, it, they go on sale in what, November? Was it last year? Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, it's strange. But anyway, uh, we will have more on Tanabata days as we get closer to it. So we won't go too much into it, but it's coming. It's going to be fun. And we're all going to go and make wishes. And eat kakigori. Mm, oh, I love kakigori. It's like the best. So good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what's next here? Oh, our meetup that we're having on April 15th. If you're going to be at Tokyo Disney Resort, well, specifically Tokyo Disney Sea, on April 15th for the first day of the Year of Wishes, make sure you come to our meetup. We're going to be at the park all day. It's going to be kind of a come and go kind of thing. So if you're there, don't feel like you have to be with us the entire day. I wouldn't want to be with me the entire day. So it's totally cool. (laughs) I get it. But uh, we have more information on it on our Facebook page. So facebook.com slash TDR Explorer. And we have all the information there. There's going to be a mixture of people. There's going to be um, people who are traveling, people who live here who are from 
different countries, so expats. And there's also going to be a lot of locals as well. So there's going to be a, a, a huge mixture of people, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're in the area or you're going to be at Disney Sea, make sure you come and come and say hi. And also, Patricia and I might be drunk at 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, that's... A little tipsy. That's when we're <laughs> getting the cocktails at the place that sells the potato thing. The potato thing. <laughs> <laughs> the baked potato that are not really baked potatoes. Oh, my God. Speaking of that area. Okay. So I, I met somebody today. And because, um, you know... Oh, speaking of news. You know what went on sale today? Shelly May coffee cup sleeves. Oh, they finally did that. Yes, from today. And, you know, you don't have to buy the drink at that little booth. You can buy any drink. Did you know that? I think so. Because I think when I bought mine, I just bought it with the set. Like, with one of the meal sets at Cape Cod. Yeah. you could. I didn't know you could do that. I was buying the stupid milk tea. I bought two of those milk teas. I didn't want two drinks, but they make you buy two drinks. I could have just bought, like, an oolong tea, which I would rather drink anyway, you know, because it's not, like, super sweet. It's, I mean, at all, it's not sweet. It's not sweetened. And, and it, you know, and it's way cheaper. And instead, I was buying this, this um, you know, which is fine sometimes, but not when you have to buy two of them. You know, this, uh, this milk tea with a jam in it. And I got so... The little hazelnuts inside are good. But I was like, oh, I don't need this. I don't want it. I just want the sleeve. And, and oh, I, you know, I should have bought just the tea. But yeah, you can do that. That's another tip of the week. You can, you can, you don't <laughs> we have, have to tips buy. all over the place. There's tips everywhere. Okay. We're just giving them out freely now. <laughs> there shouldn't even be a segment. So um, yeah, you don't need to buy that drink. You can buy any, any like drink at all. Perfect. Well, I'm sure I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people buying that. Yeah, I'm sure. So if you are, go inside the restaurant and buy it there. Perfect. And no line, by the way. So I guess I, either people don't know about it or nobody cares about the coffee sleeves for some reason because that's like the best product that they sell, quite frankly. I use that thing all the time. Yeah, me too. I use Duffy's. Right? It's super useful. Like it. It's like kind of echo, you know. It's, it's like cute. The, it's the I best like it. thing. It's the best thing that they made. Okay. What else is going on in the news? Um, well, kind of diverting a little bit from Tokyo. I'm sure everyone has heard about this by now, but the, the tickets for Shanghai Disneyland went on sale this past week. And, well, I was one of a few people that got tickets to go. So I'm going to be going for the grand opening. So that's exciting. Oh, my gosh, Chris. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, we're staying at the Shanghai Disneyland Hotel as well. That is going to be amazing. It's going to be a lot of fun. And don't worry, everyone. There's going to be plenty of talk about it once we go and all that kind of fun stuff. So I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> you've got to like Periscope. You've got to like tweet. You've got to be doing like everything when you're there. We, we want to live vicariously through you, Chris. I'm going to try my best. I don't know how the whole Great Firewall of China is going to work when I'm there. I don't know, but you better start doing your research. (laughs) (laughs) I have to figure that out so I can tell everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. I will figure it out, I'm sure. You will. You will. And finally, I mean, (laughs) the the last thing on our list (laughs) is the Vacation Club is closing its sales room at the end of September. And turning into a support center somewhere else yeah. in Ixpiari. 
So, like, if, if you know, like, the Vacation Club showroom that they had in Xperia was right next to Disney Store in that really big, you know, the building where they used to have um, Planet Hollywood? So it's, like, yeah, a really yeah. big space. And um, I guess they're, they're done. Maybe they met, like, the sales quota that they wanted to meet or, or whatever. And they're kind of, like, done, like, pushing sales. I think they might still keep the little places in the parks, which I quite frankly don't mind because actually the design for them isn't bad. They really kind of blend into their surroundings. So it's not like it's not like an eyesore or anything, you know. Um, but um, it's kind of exciting because it's a really big space and I wonder what they're going to put in there, you know. So it's, it's um, maybe we'll be getting something really interesting in that area. It's a really prime location. And if you're part of the Vacation Club, don't worry they are going to be opening a support center somewhere in Xperi, but they haven't announced where that's going to be. You know what would be really good to put in that space? An ice cream store? Another Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Oh my God, shut up. <laughs> 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 You're terrible. Like a mega, a mega Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Yeah, yeah. So we can have three. Yeah. Because, because that's what we put need. Them, let's just put them everywhere. Let's put one in Disney Sea. <laughs> What could yeah. they? What could be awesome that they could close at Disney Sea? They can close Fortress Explorations and put like a big bo- Bibbidi Bobbidi boutique in there. Or they can take away uh, Sid Band's Storybook Adventure. Oh, and you can Voyage, ride the boat Voyage. to the Bibbidi Bobbidi boutique. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should not give them ideas. Yeah, stop. We're going to stop them. Stop giving them okay. ideas, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not funny. Uh, so that's. Well, that's it for the news for now. There'll, there'll, there'll be more. <laughs> okay, so moving on to our crowd forecast. We get our crowd forecast information from tdrnavi.jp. And the good thing about this website is they also have it in English. And they do it six months ahead of time. So if you're planning your vacation... Make sure you head on over there and you can kind of get an idea what the crowd levels are going to be like. Um, and it's updated almost every day, I believe. Or or sorry, it is updated every day. So it changes quite frequently and they're fairly accurate. So they are very reliable. Okay, so we're going to be looking at the second week of April. And at both parks, it's kind of quiet, actually, because kids are going back to school, finally. (laughs) So so the parks are going to be pretty empty. And it's also what I like to call the calm before the storm. Because at the end of April, that's when Golden Week starts. And that's going to be probably one of the busiest times. Have you seen the photos like on Twitter lately? Of the spring break? Yeah. Like, yes, people are kind of, like, freaking out. Like, like there was, like, this one person on Twitter who's like, what's what's going on? There's, like, people smoking. There's, like, people laying down on the floor. <laughs> you know? It's, like, Jeez. chaos. It's usually not that bad. I don't know. I don't know what's happening, you know? Ooh, I think it was maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, they stopped ticket sales at 8.45 in the morning. At at uh, Disneyland because they reach capacity. Yeah, that happens sometimes. That's crazy. So hopefully, hopefully anyone that's listening 
and you were there on that day, I hope you got in <laughs> and bought your tickets ahead of time. <laughs> it's it's no, and the anniversary's coming up, and anniversary years, you know, this it, it gets worse. It it becomes like that a lot more often. So, um, like, be careful if you're coming during the anniversary year, especially if it's like at an event start or something, or if it's on the weekend. Really, really. Try to get your tickets ahead of time because it does get a little crazier during these times. So watch out. Yeah, it does. Oh, I did forget one thing in the news. Oh, what's that? To go back. Speaking of park tickets, tickets finally went up. Yeah. Because it's after it's after April 1st now. So all the park tickets have gone up in price. Um, so now a one-day passport is 7,400 yen. Oh. It's so painful. Which it was 6800 before. So that kind of sucks that they're putting the prices up, but it is what it is. But they are having a uh, quote-unquote campaign where they're selling, I think it's um, weekday tickets at a discount price, which are basically what the prices were last year. Oh my god, that's so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it on a... Um, a uh, advertisement actually a, a big billboard that was advertising it that's so messed up but it's also kind of so smart you know because yeah. the weekdays is it, you know especially like like when you know when things like the school starts or things like that it can get a little dead so it might work it might kind of work out you know it's kind of a smart move you know Mm-hmm. And the weekends really get so crowded anyway that maybe raising the price could control crowds a little bit on the weekend. So I'm kind of curious to see how that works out. It actually might be a really smart move. The weekends do tend to get pretty crowded. And sometimes it's not very enjoyable because there's just so many people and wait times are high and you wait for everything, yada, yada, yada. So it'd be kind of kind of nice to see if this curves it just a little bit so next next our next segment Tuck. and patricia i will let you let you go with that one You're gonna, oh my god i'm so nervous well, okay i will let you start with it okay and then i'll help you thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's um our tokyo disney resort 101 um where we kind of go into detail on on how to get along in the tokyo disney resort um and today's segment is about japanese words that you already know so what does that mean japanese words that you already know so you know like any language japanese has lots of loan words right so if you if you speak english you know there's a lot of words that are like uh latin based um that are german based you know spanish based um, French based, so you know, um, Greek, uh, and Japanese is no exception. And so they use a lot of foreign loan words, uh, which makes communicating for you really easy, right? Chris, I always forget the difference between these. I think wase ego are ja- words that sound like English, but they don't exist in English that Japanese people use, like baby car. And what yeah. is gairaigo? What is that? Gairaigo uh, is basically just English words. Okay. Okay. Yeah, English words that are pronounced the Japanese way is essentially what they are. Got it. Okay. Let's go through some of these. <laughs> Asking for food or drink sizes, which is really straightforward, right? So here's how you do it. For large, it's L size, <laughs> M, M size, a medium M size, and S for small size. 
It's pretty straightforward. Right? <laughs> M size. R size. S size. Super easy. What about drinks, Chris? Drinks. Um, there's quite a few. So if you want to ask for a Coke, um, you say cola is basically how is what you would say. Or if you if you want to try and pronounce it very Jap like in the Japanese way, you would say coda. But it's basically you're just saying cola, and that means Coke. And then if you want to get a coffee, you say kohi. And that'll get you a coffee. And if you want an iced coffee, and I love iced coffee, especially in the summer. Yes. It's delicious. You say Aisukauhi. So sounds like iced coffee. <laughs> it's pretty easy. <laughs> There's Coke, which is Koda. There's coffee, which is Kohi. And iced coffee, which is Ice Kohi. So so let's 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 put it together. Er size hot kohi. <laughs> a large hot coffee see look what i did there i added an extra word <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you can say hot coffee or kohi doesn't really matter <laughs> and then there's there's also food items which are pretty straightforward as well um so for a cheeseburger pretty easy it's chizubaga which is cheeseburger <laughs> I always feel weird saying saying these words in Japanese because I know the English word. And I just want to say the English word, but I know if I say say the English way, uh, a a Japanese speaker may not understand what I'm saying. So I kind of have to have to force myself to say it that way. <laughs> it feels so weird. It feel, yeah, it feels you know? it feels kind of strange. But you you uh, you uh, get get the uh, point across, I guess. Okay. I know the next one because my my son is like obsessed with it. This is like, I think this is the only reason he'll come with me to Disneyland is to get these these um, French fries. Would be potato, <laughs> fried potato. Um, but he, uh, some people would just say potato, but you, really it should be fried potato. This one is kind of interesting. Self serve, self serve, soft serve, soft serve ice cream is. You make it shorter, soft cream. Soft cream. There you go. <laughs> so that's one of those examples of wase ego, right? Because in English, we don't say soft cream. Yeah. We say um, soft serve ice cream. Yeah, because if, if if we were to say soft cream, we're like, what do you mean? Butter? You want some butter? <laughs> like, what do you want? Yeah. And the weird thing is that you get so used to asking for soft cream here. Then when you go back to like North America... It's like soft cream, and they're like, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you know, usually they'll know what you're saying, but they'll give you a look like, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, I guess I'm really lucky because in my hometown, half the people don't speak English anyway. <laughs> oh. So they're like, they're like, okay, fine, <laughs> you know. But if I went somewhere else in the States, they'd probably like give me like a weird weirder look like what what <laughs> you know what are you saying why are you saying it that what way are you it's saying? weird in miami no one cares they're like okay you want you want ice cream <laughs> you know? some kind of ice cream yeah. got it <laughs> you know so so far we've covered uh drink sizes um different types of drinks and different types of food and also like there are tons of words, and we actually have a article on the website 
that has 50 of these words that you can print off and bring with you. It's in English, it's in Japanese. So don't feel that you need to be writing these down furiously. Don't worry, we have them on the website. So it's all it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> next, next, next. I don't know why I wrote, I don't know why I wrote this one down, but I don't know when you would use it. But maybe at the hotel or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the word for email, this one is a this one's a a, a a a bit strange. So to say email in Japanese, you basically say meiru or mail. And you don't say emailu. No, I always hear meiru. Shut up! Oh my god, have I been saying it wrong this whole time? Well, it, it, anytime I've said emailu, people kind of like people get it what I'm saying. But if I if I just say meiru, they're like, oh okay, yeah, email. Oh. Yeah. Nuts. I always say email. Meiru. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> how, All right. How long have you been living here? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was email. Okay. Well, I, I bet. I bet you you can say email. Probably. But I haven't had a problem with it. But every time I've seen it, like written somewhere or whatever, it's always been meiru. And I always have to ask. I'm like, do you mean like mail that you send in the mail or do you mean email? And it's always electronic mail. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think it's one of those like weird, those words that like very subtle difference, I guess. I don't know. Oh my God. Hold on. I'm going to Google Translate. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> while you're doing that, I'm going to go to the next word. Okay. Um, for elevator, it's erabeta. Okay. Elevator. Yeah. That's right. And also, same with escalator. Escalator. Um, moving on. I guess um, if you if you want to ask about Golden Week, people just say gold. I can't even say it in Japanese. <laughs> you just say Golden Week and people know what you mean. <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah. This is a weird one. This is another one of those Wase um, Eagles. Remodeling. And you know what? Now, like, Japan has messed me up. And now I use this word, and it's not even the real word. Renewal. Like, for refurbishment, too, right? Renewal. Yeah. Is what you use. Yeah, so right now, Big Band Beat is going under a renewal. Yeah. But we wouldn't, re- we wouldn't really say that in English. We would say it's going under either renovation or a refresh, or it's getting updated. Renewal is a very Japanese thing. It's true, yeah. So if you ever hear that, it means something's being refurbished or updated or something like that. Uh, here's another weird one. So the word for roller coaster in Japanese is jetto coaster or jet coaster. I kind of get that though because you have roller is a hard word to say. In yeah, in, in Japanese, <laughs> it is. You've got like roller er. Right? It's really hard to say in Japanese. So jet coaster, you get the point across. It's like a little shoom, like a jet, right? And coaster. I, I totally get why they changed this one. It, it makes total sense. Yeah, it's it's much easier in Japanese. Jet coaster. Jetto coaster. Yep. So here's another one that you'll you'll actually hear a lot of if you're paying with credit card. Yeah. Um. So when when you're paying for a credit card, you usually have to sign your uh, receipt, like put your signature on there. Japanese people don't say signature. They say sign. So they'll say sign. 
sainu onegaishimasu. So whenever you hear them say sainu, they just mean they want your signature on it. And I get where that one comes from too, right? Because if you think about it, like they probably got it from please sign here. And they just kept it short like that for everything else. So instead of like signature, just like, like please sign, you know, I think that's where they got it from. Yeah. And Japanese, they love to shorten words as much as they can. Because, <laughs> yes, a signature is a little long to say in Japanese. Like, if they were to turn it into a Japanese word, it's yeah. a little long. Another word is ticket. And this one's really easy. It's chiketto. Really easy. <laughs> it's just ticket. <laughs> um, another one that's important is toilet. Um, so if you want to... If you want to say toilet, like if you're looking for it or something, you just say toire, which just means the toilet or the washroom or the bathroom or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, this, it's not so it's not so bad. Like you would be surprised at the amount of words that are, are like basically English or like super, super close to, to like the English that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our last two words, super easy, super used at the parks. Parade is paredo, right? You just add an O at the end. And make the A soft. And then character is, is either kiara, you make it short, or kiarata. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it, guys. Pretty simple. Well, Words that you already know. Tons of words. And yeah, um, as I said previously, we have a full article on the website that has a list of 50 words. Go over there, print it off. There's a printable PDF, and you're good to go. So that was it for our... Tokyo Disney Resort 101, and I feel that we butchered a lot of those words. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. We'll get better one day. One day. One day we will be, we will be fluent in Japanese. I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon for me. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's my fourth language. I I'm hitting a I'm hitting like a bump. <laughs> Hitting a wall. I can't do anymore. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can't even speak English anymore. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, Chris, you got to tell us about your trip. To Hong Kong. Yes. Yay. So we're going to be here for the next three hours as I tell you everything <laughs> about it. Please do. Please do. I don't even mind. <laughs> oh, man. Where do I start? Where do I start? Um, well, overall, it was fun. The the park overall was it's tiny. It really is tiny. I like I went there knowing it was going to be small, but I didn't realize how small it was going to be. But that didn't take away from the entire experience in itself. It's a lovely park. It's beautiful. I really like the uh, hills behind Sleeping Beauty's castle. That kind of gives it a nice texture, mm-hmm. which is really cool. How many days did you stay? Uh, well, the first night I was in Hong Kong, we stayed in the city. Uh, we stayed at a hotel that I would never stay at it again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, it was it was cheap and for good reason. And I'm just going to say that. <laughs> oh. But thankfully, the next day, uh, we did go and stay at Disney's Hollywood Hotel on property. Which was a million times better than this other hotel we stayed at in Hong Kong <laughs> itself. And with that, we actually got a, I guess, a vacation package is the best way to describe it. Okay. And that okay. included uh, two nights at the Disney's Hollywood Hotel. 
And it also included six meal tickets for us to use at the park. That's great. Uh, it also included two breakfasts at Chef Mickey's. So we got to eat there our second day we were there and then the day we were leaving. So that was nice. And we also got a Mickey plush. Aww. And it also included our park tickets, which was two adult tickets and one one child ticket. And we did not use the child ticket because we didn't have a child with us. Oh, that's right. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Like when we when we checked in, you know, she was explaining to us, you know, our tickets and she went in and explained the whole child ticket. And we said, well, there's only two of us. And she's like, yeah, well, here's the <laughs> here's the ticket anyway. I'm like, OK, I don't know what you to can do give with it. Like it. some random kid at the, the park case here. Have a ticket. <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking that, but then I'm thinking, well, if a kid's already here at Disneyland, they're going to be going to the park anyway. So it's yeah. going to be weird. But yeah. We should have loaned you Kai. <laughs> Just take him with us, yeah. <laughs> Just take him with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like overall, the Disney Disney's Hollywood Hotel was really nice. It's almost identical to uh, the Ambassador Hotel here at Tokyo. In Tokyo. Oh, no way. Yeah, like it's just, you know, the whole glitz and glamour kind of theme that's what it was so they took the ambassador design and we we took their tokyo disneyland hotel their hong kong disneyland hotel design so kind of traded we kind of traded didn't we (laughs) yeah yeah what else at the hotel i'm trying to think here yeah there's a chef mickey's which is really good uh they had these really cute uh i think there were banana banana and something else uh little like cakes but they're in the shape of Winnie the Pooh, which oh was which was really cute. And then they oh. had these uh, pork dumplings that were in the shape of little pigs. Oh, those are so cute! Yes, the the um, the dim sum. Yeah, yeah, those are really really good. Oh, and at our hotel, they actually they upgraded us to the deluxe room. I think it was like we we just booked a standard room. But mm-hmm. we got upgraded to a deluxe room, and we were put on the top floor. Oh, that's fantastic. Which is really nice. And our room overlooked, well, not overlooked the park, but it was facing the direction of the park. And you can kind of see the top of Space Mountain and also the uh, RC Racer in the distance. That was kind of cool. Oh, wow. It was really nice. I liked it. Um, It was kind of strange like, going into the elevator at the hotel mm-hmm. because... Once you got in, Mickey would uh, greet you in English, but then Minnie would do the same greeting as Mickey, but in Chinese or Cantonese. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it was it was a little it was a little interesting to hear that. I guess um, it's it's a kind of the same thing in here in Tokyo, like Mickey and Minnie mm-hmm. and all of them speak Japanese, but I'm so used to hearing them in Japanese, it's normal to me now. So here, mm-hmm. hearing them speak Cantonese was like a little, little jarring at first. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, they're speaking Cantonese. Okay. <laughs> and the cool thing about Hong Kong is that so much of it is bilingual. You know, it's it's not just like the elevators, but like a lot of the attractions um, will have like a bilingual option, like either English or Cantonese. Yeah. Or Mandarin, some of them also. I think so. Yeah. I, I don't know the difference, to be quite honest. <laughs> Like, you know, to, to, like, hear it and know the difference, I can't tell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, 
Um, speaking of the whole language thing, we did not run into language issues once when we were there. Okay. Like, yeah. Like yeah. Every, like everyone spoke English. All the signage was in English. Like there was zero issue as com- like, you know, comparing it to Tokyo where it's a little bit tougher because, mm-hmm. because not everything's bilingual here yet. Right. It was a little strange because, you know, I wasn't in a, like I wasn't in uh, the uh, the uh, U.S. So being in another Asian country where a lot of English was being was being spoken, it was just a little it was a little different for me. Just you know, living in Japan for so long now, I'm just so used to speaking Japanese and not hearing a lot of English. So going to another Asian country and hearing English all over the place, not having any any issues was was a little different. <laughs> Your hotel, the the Disney hotels there are really cool because a lot of the times. They'll have like um, actual like character greetings in the lobby, or like the Mickey does like a like a like a thing in the PJs where he'll do like good night to some of the the guests or something. There's like a good night um, kind of like thing that they do. I think at Disneyland Hotel, but I think do they do the character greetings at like the Hollywood Hotel? Um, I didn't see any. They might have done it during the day, maybe. But mm-hmm. uh, like, I think during the day, yeah. Yeah, we weren't there during the day. Uh, the only time we ever saw a character was Mickey, and that was at Chef Mickey's in the morning. Oh, cool. So how was Chef Mickey's, like, comparing? Like, have you been to the one in the U.S. or the one here? Um, I haven't been to the one in Tokyo, but I've been to one in the U.S. Uh, but that was, like, four years ago, so I don't really mm-hmm. remember. Uh, for Chef Mickey's in Hong Kong, they had so many different types of food like if you were a picky eater there was no issue there was something there that you would eat or be able to eat they had um what i assume was like a traditional chinese breakfast because there was a lot of like there was some noodles there was some fish and there was some other like vegetables and stuff i've never seen before in my life so there was that option and then there was you know cereal with milk bread toast scrambled eggs bacon pancakes waffles fruit yogurt like there was so much stuff to choose from oh my gosh i'm getting hungry (laughs) (laughs) um and it was kind of it was kind of cute when mickey would come in and out to do his Mm -hmm. greeting he would actually exit through the kitchen Mm, which was so cute which was really cool yeah (laughs) 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 which which was which was really cool because it was a busy kitchen so there's like people coming in and out you know carrying trays of food you know to put out and everything and Mickey would just kind of walk back there so I thought that Uh, I I thought that was kind of cool I I like what Hong Kong I think does really well is they create a lot of these really really good personal experiences you know with the cast and with the characters and you know like um they'll do like in the morning like an opening ceremony where they let the guests like kind of like um like welcome the other guests to the park you know like they'll pick somebody like at random I guess like if you're there early or something so like when we when we went for the first time our friend had told us oh you should do this so we got there really early and uh, we had a lot of like like our gear on Disney stuff you know and, and Kai was so little and um so they they picked us to be the family 
you know, to kind of like welcome the other guests to the park. So you get like a little certificate saying that you did the welcome ceremony, the opening ceremony, and you get to like cut a little ribbon and you get to say to her like, welcome to Hong Kong Disneyland and take a picture with the cast members. And it was a really, really neat, like little experiences. And there's so many like little experiences like that in that park, you know, like, like where you really have like these, um, like these, these like face-to-face experiences with the cast members, you know, um, whether it's playing little games or, you know, things like that. I, I, I think that park does that really well. And the character greetings are really good too. Like you, you get to spend time with the characters like there's certain things that the characters do there that they don't do like um over here for example like Duffy will actually do the signature which he doesn't do in Japan you know and it's it's really cool speaking of uh like personal stuff mm-hmm. um when when uh when we checked in at the hotel uh I was I was talking to the uh, cast member that was at at the uh at the at the desk Mm-hmm. And I explained to her that this was our final Disney park to visit out of all of them in the world. And she was um, excited for us that, you know, this was our last park to visit. And, you know, she was really excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then that evening when we got back to our hotel room, there was balloons in, in the room and there was two little notes uh, sitting on our on our table and they had notes saying, you know, thank you. Uh, thank you for making Hong Kong Disneyland your final Disney park on your on your worldwide trip, which was really nice. And then then to top it off, they somehow yeah. got pictures that we took in the park that day and printed them off and put them inside with the notes. Oh my gosh. It's little things like that. Like that park, I think really excels at that. You know, those, those little experiences. And it's like, it's like, it's so, it's so like touching. Like you, you always, it's like things Mm -hmm. like that, like Mm -hmm. what they did for you that you always will remember that, you know? It was, it was a really nice surprise. And that was something I was not expecting at all. It kind of like took my breath away, I guess, the best way to put it. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. That's incredible. Okay. So I think a lot of people, and I, I, I disagree. A lot of people will say that this is a half day park. What do you think? We easily spent a full day there. It was easily. easily right. To be honest, like with what they've added, I, I think I could easily spend two days, like really taking time to it. Cause they also have a lot of really good entertainment, which we, we can get into a little bit later. They have really great entertainment. The attractions are, are great. There's not long lines, which is fantastic. Um, even during the, like we went during like a, a, like the busier season and it was still like barely any waits. And I think easily two days, maybe three, you know, if you really want to go back and like really like enjoy enjoy certain things again, mm-hmm. it's 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 I think for sure not a half day park. No, definitely not. Like e- like um, even with the uh, short wait times, like you can ride a lot of the bigger attractions over and over and over again. The longest wait time we actually saw was for Winnie the Pooh, and it was thirty minutes. That was the longest wait we saw. Everything else was. Most of them was like maybe five, ten minutes, fifteen, maybe. Yeah, it's it's nothing. It's nothing. It's it's great. 
Yeah, especially like the uh, the attractions we really want to ride were Mystic Manor and the Grizzly Gulch. Oh my gosh, I missed. The, yeah, those ones. They were always they were always at five minutes. That is so great. I missed Grizzly Gulch. It was under um, under re- rehab when we went there. So <laughs> under re- rehab is, is that what it's called? <laughs> yes. Under. <laughs> Does it have a drinking problem? Is that what was uh, going on? Uh, it's not a rehab. <laughs> Refurbishment. There we go. <laughs> I'm from Miami, okay? <laughs> we use different words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. Okay. Okay, under refurbishment. <laughs> and so we couldn't, I, I didn't get to write it that time, but um, we get to. we got to Road Mystic Manor and it was amazing love it i love it it's such a cool ride you know and it's neat because you can see it from different perspectives you know depending on what car you're in everything everything about it the outdoor design the queue design everything was was fantastic yeah that was easily my favorite ride there and i love that there was virtually no wait for it yes i think we rode it i want to say six or seven times over the course of two days Oh my goodness, you guys, that's awesome. <laughs> it is really, really good. I dare to say it is better than Pooh's Honey Hunt. Ooh, <laughs> the gauntlet has been thrown. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's really hard to say because they're so, they're so different. Yeah. You know? But yeah, oh, I guess no. like, you know, every, every Disney park has that one attraction that everyone mm. wants to do, right? Yeah. And for Hong Kong, I would say it's definitely Mystic Manor. Yeah, I th- I think so. I want to do Grizzly Gulch, too. That one is fun. That one's kind of like if Big Thunder Mountain Railroad was to have a baby with Expedition Everest. That's probably the best way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> I like um, also the atmosphere uh, character costumes. Oh, for yeah. those lands. Yeah, yeah, they're really well done. I liked uh, Chip and Dale in the Grizzly Gulch area. They had like mm-hmm. the little cowboy hats and the little vests and everything. That was pretty cool. It's so cute. Oh, and speaking of characters, um, between Fantasyland and Tomorrowland, because they're uh, side by side, uh, Merlin was kind of wandering around Fantasyland and he was kind of make yeah. trying to make his way back to you know the backstage or whatever and there was mm-hmm. two stormtroopers walking from uh tomorrowland kind of going in the same direction he was going oh my gosh and <laughs> merlin was you know, talking to someone and then he kind of turns around and notices these t- two stormtroopers like walking his way he screams and then he <laughs> and then he takes off and starts running towards the backstage and then both the uh, stormtroopers kind of you know were uh uh, playing along with it and they started chasing after him that is awesome it was it was pretty funny <laughs> and and the characters it's fantastic because there's no lines so there's like an area where you can take um do the signature and take a picture with like four of the princesses at the same time you've got those walk around characters it's really really neat yeah it's it's much different than tokyo that's for sure and also the uh the uh, u.s parks yeah it's not like a battle, you know? No. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, as for the like other attractions, um, it's kind of 
the same, I guess. Like, it's a small world is it's a small world. I think it's a small world is better. Yeah. Uh, it's I guess because it's the most updated one. Yeah, the newest it's, it's one. pretty big. Yeah, it's 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 quite nice. There's a lot of uh, like actual Disney characters in it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And the the China areas is really really big, which is really interesting. You know. Well, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but it's cool. You get to see like you know, like Hong Kong. I think they had like Shanghai. They had like different like different areas, which is is such a huge country. You know, it it only makes sense. You know, it was really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, Space Mountain was Space Mountain. See, because you know, you've been to California. Yeah. So I've been on like like the, the broke down Walt Disney World Space Mountain. Yeah. And I've been on the Space Mountain here. So it was my first time going on Space Mountain because I hadn't been to California yet with music. And I thought, oh, that's so cool. It's so new, <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one is, I guess, pretty much identical to the one at Disneyland California. Right, right. Uh, then there's also uh, Stitches Encounter, which is there and also at Tokyo. I don't think there's there's none of those in the U.S., is there? No. Stitch Okay. Not that I know. In the U.S., they have the one where he burps on you, a chili dog, which is disgusting. <laughs> but the one in Hong Kong has English. Yeah, that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had. Uh, there was a list of English shows and and then Cantonese Chinese shows. Yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. That is really cool. Over in I guess Adventureland, the area Jungle Cruise also has different languages as well. Like there's different lines. Yeah. Uh, depending on what language you want. So there's an English line and then there's two other lines for, I think, Cantonese and Mandarin. Yeah, I think that's like what that. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that is actually really, that's a smart idea. It really is. You have to have the bilingual cast to do that. Yeah. Um, the cast member we got, she was a little tough to understand. Her accent was pretty thick, mm-hmm. but it was still enjoyable and she was really good. I think it's a little hit or miss because, yeah, we, we wrote it a couple of times. And one time was like a little, like you said, hard to understand. And the other time was like fantastic, like really clear, like really, really funny. Like it was great, you know. So I think it's you, you kind of have to luck out on what skipper you get. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. And that attraction is really different. Yeah, it's, I guess, is it more closer to the U.S. ones? I can't really. No. I don't know where to place it. It's really like open and um, oh. it's got that finale. Oh, yeah, the finale. Yeah. You know, it's really different. It's really different. Like, I, I wouldn't even compare it to like, because the US ones I feel like are more are, are, like like Japan, they're like a little bit more intimate. Like, this is a really wide and open, which was a, a mm. really different take on it, I think. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, like you said, a lot of the attractions are not that different. Dumbo is Dumbo. <gasps> Pooh yeah. is like the American Pooh, right? Not like Honey Hunt. Um, yeah. Philharmagic is Philharmagic in any country. Toy Story Land is no one cares about because this is Toy Story Land. I liked Toy Story Land. Yeah, kind of. I mean, here's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> it's like, it's carnival rides, you know? And okay, the Slinky Dog ride is kind of awesome. But, <laughs> but they're carnival <laughs> rides, you know? Like they're filler. Which I guess you do need filler sometimes. Like to, it's like their Toontown, right? So yeah. okay, that's okay. I get that. Okay, it fills that need. Out of those attractions, I really like the RC Racer one. Yeah, it's quick and it's fun, and yeah, that's true. I liked it. 
And yeah, I uh, we uh, also rode that one in Paris as well, so it, we uh, kind of knew what to expect with it. Was there any difference? No. Okay. All right. Well, it's good to know. It's good All to know. Same. You know, like for people coming like from Paris, is you know, good. They they already have like similar. So yeah, yeah. Um, I guess uh, talking more about the food because we did eat quite a bit there. Oh my gosh, it's so good. All the restaurants are really tasty. Mm-hmm. The only thing I was kind of disappointed with was there's not a lot of like snacks or cute snacks compared to Tokyo. Like that's not really their main focus, I guess is a good way to put it. I want to say their their offerings are closer like besides like the the food that's like more local to there, it's really mm-hmm. close to the US in a lot of ways, like co- things like cotton candy for snacks. Yeah, and uh caramel popcorn i think is the only popcorn they had like there was no other flavors that i saw yeah and it Um, comes in little bags which is interesting yeah Yeah, it's not it's not freshly popped that's true i like the cotton candy though it lights up the light up cotton candy i never got that oh my gosh i love anything that lights up (laughs) we ate at a, a few of the restaurants um we tried to stay away from like quote-unquote north american type food mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, of course right because how, how many times do you get to go to, to hong kong right mm-hmm. we ate at the i think it was the royal banquet hall which is one of the halls in Fantasyland. Uh-huh. I, I think i picked one of the the most expensive items on the menu because it was part of our meal ticket mm-hmm. so <laughs> why not right <laughs> go for it man i think uh it had like chicken and sausage and beef and like green beans and a salad and a drink okay i guess it's a it's not really chinese but (laughs) you know it was it was it was pretty good we had i had wonton wonton soup i think okay or or something with uh like beef in it like chunks of beef with noodle that sounds good anything with beef and noodles in it yeah that, that was really good and it was actually kind of spicy too yes which was nice and different because here in japan things aren't that spicy no there's no spicy so it was nice to have something that was actually you know had some some kick to it for once so that was really nice yeah and that was over in uh tomorrowland it was one of the one of the restaurants there. i can't remember the name of it now oh i think i know what you're talking about and there's like a bunch of different like there's different lines for different selections yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that place is is interesting because like if you have like um, different people in your family want to have different things. It's really good because you have like the lines for the different options in one mm-hmm. place, which is really cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, this selection was pretty good. Uh, another thing that we had was um, <laughs> I had fried chicken, but Chris, <laughs> I know <laughs> fried but... chicken is not it's not local food, <laughs> not at all. But but you was... have a thing with fried chicken. I do. I. I have to eat it everywhere. I yeah, go. I was about to say every park that you go to, you always order the, fr- which is a good thing to do because, like, in different parks around the world, it's gonna have a different flavor. So, mm-hmm. like, what, what, um, out of all, the- you've been to all the parks now. Yeah. So, which park had the best fried chicken? I'd say Disneyland California. Oh, that one's pretty famous, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we that know. That one was probably the best, yeah. Okay, we know to go to <laughs> but, California. But uh, with the fried chicken here, they give you little plastic gloves to wear so your fingers don't get all greasy. See, that's what I'm talking about because I hate... <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're going to laugh at me. I don't like touching food. So, like, even... 
Okay, D- don't disown me, America, okay? Even pizza, I will use a knife and a fork. I know. <laughs> I know right now there's people that are just like, they're, they're, they're unsubscribing. <laughs> they're like, I can't do this. <laughs> Goodbye, TDR now. <laughs> I, and, and I would appreciate, you know, for, for things like fried chicken and for things like ribs, I would really appreciate gloves, to be yeah. honest. So I think that's a really nice option. It was a little weird for me at first because I'm kind of used to like here we would get like the uh, little little hand wipes to wipe your hands. So I was kind of half expecting that, but you know then I, I get plastic gloves. I'm like, okay, well I guess I'll I'll use the plastic gloves. Why not? Yes. And then for entertainment. Oh man, their entertainment is so good. Paint tonight was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, since I saw it in California. I kind of knew what to expect here, so it was pretty much it's pretty much the same, except the one in California added a couple things to theirs. In Hong Kong, you get to play with the cast members, which I think is like a really nice bonus. Mm-hmm. You get to like like we got like my son got a kick out of that, and I guess not so many people had the little wand thing, and they kept coming up to him and they're like, "Change the color, change it again," you know, and it was really really fun. Uh, yeah, that's cute, and then. Uh, the uh, daytime parade, Flights of Fantasy, mm-hmm. that was pretty good too. It it is. It's a fun parade, good parade, cute little parade, and then their fireworks show at the end of the night. I can't remember the name now. That's intense, man. That is the okay. So there's no lines, and for the shows and the for the parades, you don't have to wait that long. Um, but for the fireworks, that is the one thing that the people in Hong Kong will wait for. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> and and that's the one thing I would recommend if you're going to wait for anything is wait for the fireworks like in the sitting section. Mm-hmm. Because um you'll have a better experience. And 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 it's it's so joyful because not only will they wait for the fireworks, they they it, like the kids and everything like freak out. They're like, "Oh my god." They're like they're like really excited. And then you get excited and it's like, "Oh, I got fireworks." You know, so it's it's so fun. It's it's like a blast, I feel. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was it was a bit of a culture shock, uh, lack of a better term. Um, how people um, would put their cameras above their heads to take photos of stuff and like video. Because here, we're told not to do it and most people don't do it. Or if you do do it, cast members will tell you like, stop it, don't do that. No, man. But in Hong Kong, it's almost like a, almost like a free-for-all. In a sense, it's a free for all. It's like the states. Yeah. So, and if you if you go in, if you go to that park thinking like approaching it kind of like the states, where it's kind of like, you know, yeah, like you said, like a free for all, then I think you'll be ready for it. Yeah, for me, I was I was a little culture shocked, I guess, because I am not I'm not used to that anymore. I kind of had to uh, move around a little bit just so I can, you know, see everything properly because sometimes. It was in my line of sight, like someone's iPad that they were holding up. Like, well, I don't want to watch the show through your iPad. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started on iPads. <laughs> you know, my mother uses an iPad. I'm like, why Why would you use something like that? It's so asinine. Just take out a camera. You'll get a better picture. You're not going to block everyone. You know, it doesn't have to be an expensive camera. Get a cheap little camera and it'll it'll have better quality than the freaking iPad. Okay. <laughs> It drives me crazy. Do I feel another rant coming on? 
No, I'm not. I'm not going to get started on that because I will. I will lose my mind. Okay. Okay. You know, okay, okay, okay. I can't deal okay, with okay. it. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Moving on from that. Moving okay. on. Uh, the enter- Personal space. Personal space. Personal space. Did you feel there was a difference in in terms of personal space? Yeah, I didn't have any. Exactly. <laughs> and so, like a lot of times, you can't control it. Like in line, you can't control it. And people are like, you know, it's like it's it's yeah, and it's it's like a culture thing. Some European countries too, like you know, how people like will talk really close to your face. Mm-hmm. In Hong Kong, like people will line up, and it's like really close to each other. I guess because they don't want to. You know what it is? Is that they don't want to? I think lose the spot. I think that's what it is, right? Yeah, because as soon like as soon as you move and there's a little bit of space, someone is gonna like swoop in. So I think that's what yeah, it is. I've I think that's that. the reason. And then I found for the parades, what really um, helped was to bring a leisure seat because it creates a line mm. of demarcation that makes it awkward for people to cross. I'm not saying nobody's gonna cro- not cross it because there might be people that will, but I think in general people are less likely to cross onto your leisure seat line. Yeah, that's true. And I think that really helped us last time we went. But I think that's an important thing to note. You know, like the personal space is a little different. Yeah. Especially if you're used to Tokyo, where people, you know, are, you know, fairly keep to themselves and try not to bump into you or, you know, take up uh, your personal space. In Hong Kong, it doesn't really exist. So it's kind of like, kind of a free-for-all in a sense so do what you can i guess do what you can (laughs) do what you can yeah but overall hong kong disneyland was fantastic and i would i would definitely go again i wouldn't make hong kong disneyland the the uh, main reason to come all the way to asia like if you're coming all the way over here just to go to hong kong disneyland you should probably go to other places like tokyo disneyland as well like around the city there's so much to do yeah there is like as well i mean whether it's is enjoying the nature because it's not just a big city there's actually like really cool like natural um like scenery like these really amazing rock formations they have uh these really cool um white dolphins um which it's not guaranteed that you'll see it but like they they're they're really really interesting and and um really beautiful uh, in the city itself, there's so, so much to do and so much good food. It's like endless. I love, I love that city. It is yeah. so, so fun. Yeah. What I what I meant to say was don't come all the way just to go to Hong Kong Disneyland. Like definitely check out the you know, other place, like check out Hong Kong itself. And also if you're, if you really want to do like a lot of Disney stuff, then make sure you also go to Tokyo as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's so it's so nearby, you know. So close. And then soon it's going to be Shanghai, so you could do a whole triangle. <laughs> yeah, is Shanghai how how close is Shanghai to Hong Kong? It's it's north of it, so I'm not too sure. Like to to fly from Tokyo to Shanghai, it's about two and a half hours, three hours. Okay, cool. So it's it's got to be fairly close. Yeah, probably an hour or two, maybe. I'm thinking. I don't okay. know. I will I, check. I will check. <laughs> I have a question. When you were in Hong Kong, did you have any issues with the photo people? I never used them. Yeah, were they were they pushy with you or? Uh, not that I can recall. I don't think so. Why were they for you? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a there was a time when 
you know, I was on the fence. Oh, should I do the photo thing? Should I not do it? I don't know. And I decided at this point, yeah, no. I am I am going to have nothing to do with these photos because we were, what was it? We were in line for what? Like Anna and Elsa or something like that. And I wanted to go to a shop to buy something, you know? And um, the guy's like, oh, hey, you know, there's this photo card and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. And they're like, no, 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 go do the photo card now. And I'm like, uh, no, I want to go, I want to go shopping actually. And they're like, no, 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 go, let's go right now. And he like literally led me with his hand pushing my back gently not not hard or anything but gently guiding me physically guiding me to the photo registration thing to look at the photos you know and I probably would have done it on my own but like at that point I just I wanted nothing to do with the photos I'm like okay look I'm here okay yes I saw the photos okay okay fine I want no I don't want the photos I no you know and I'm, I was like done and I was like it's, it was so aggressive hmm i never i never experienced that at all i didn't experience it the first time maybe it was just that one guy i don't know oh maybe he was just really enthusiastic i have no idea (laughs) he was really aggressive and i'm like okay dude fine calm down i looked at the photos i don't want them now (laughs) you know (laughs) i'm okay like that was my only kind of like weird like my only kind of like oh that and some some people they were not from hong kong they were from they're from Australia. And sorry, Australian people. I love you. Um, but okay, if you do visit any park, do not sit in the parade route, okay? In front of the garbage can where the dancers are walking, you know. And of course, the cast members don't say anything because I guess it's like really lax there, you know. Like you said, it's like a free-for-all. And it was like, so they're blocking the view. They're sitting in a place which is dangerous for the performers and, and the floats or whatever. And it was just so rude. And they walked up at the very last minute, you know. I guess they knew they could get away with it. But I thought, oh, that's so... Uh, I wish they would have been a little bit more tight with the rules for the... Like you said, like the rules for the parade or like the rules for... In general. Yeah, the I found the rules were a little lax, as you mentioned. Which is very different compared to here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I think one thing that we forgot to talk about was um, it was an anniversary year, right? Was it, Were they doing something special for that? Uh, they did this little weird performance in front of the castle that was not that great, to be quite okay, honest. Okay, so they did like a little performance. They do, um, they do the Chinese New Year um, where the characters wear special costumes, um, which is specific to that park. They do a really, really good Halloween, which is something I would love to see. Um, I think my son is getting just old enough that he won't be terrified of it because uh, it's a little darker than our parks, which I which I kind of really like. And um, they do a really great Christmas. We went for Christmas one year, um, which is great. They have like a Christmas parade and everything, and it, it was really nice, like a lighting ceremony. Um, so... Uh, there's a seasonal event going on. I think it's a really good uh, time to go because uh, they, they do some really nice seasonal events at Hong Kong as well. Oh, and one more thing. Um, did you try the dim sum at, Hon- at the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel? No, we didn't get a chance. Really, to. really good. One thing um, to note, book it in advance because you have to order the pieces ahead of time. Um, so you can do that. And it is so cute. It is like all these little dim sum in the shape of Disney characters. 
and um, they have like this giant chicken little, which is like really good. They had like all these little mini chicken littles um, as a part of it. They had like the little, I think, little green men, um, like the little the little pig ones that you had too. They had what else did they have? They had Olaf. They had um, man, they had so many, so many cute things. But that is it is ridiculous. And if you go, I really, really recommend that you order in advance and you make a reservation for that for the dim sum. And I think is that it? Did we cover everything? I think so. <laughs> but yeah, so overall, Hong Kong Disneyland was fantastic. It was fun, and I would I would definitely go again. I definitely want to check out all, all the different seasons as well. So I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. Patricia, don't you have a park tip for Hong Kong? So one of the really cool things like we were talking about, okay, so here's our our tip of the podcast. Um, We were talking about all those kind of like face-to-face encounters with the cast members. And one of the ways that you can have an encounter with the cast member is to ask for stickers or sometimes they're doing um, cards. So it depends on like what they're doing at the time, but usually stickers. And there's all these different stickers and you can collect them all. Um, Just keep going up to cast members and they will give you um, different stickers, like different characters. They'll have seasonal ones for Christmas or for summer um, or for special events that they're having. And it's so fun. And the stickers are really cute. And um, and it's a great way to interact with the cast, uh, who, who is really fantastic at Hong Kong Disneyland. And that's the tip. That's it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, and moving on to our listener question. So this week... Uh, Our question comes from Donna, and they ask, Chris and Trish, I've been listening to your podcast since the day you started in anticipation anticipation of our long-awaited trip to TDR in September 2016. So far, you guys have been a huge help. We would really like to stay at the Mira Costa. We realize that you can't make a reservation until six months out. Can you suggest the best way for us to snag a reservation at this highly popular hotel? Oh, man. Well, Donna, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, I guess. <laughs> it's not exactly easy. Like, decide on the date that you want well ahead of time. And once you uh, you hit the, hit the six-month mark, try and book it for that day <laughs> or those days. That's pretty much all you can do at um from the beginning you know and keep checking keep checking people will drop things like and and check up to the last minute because um there's check you know when you should check if you can't get it at the six month mark um check when they have the what's it called the cutoff day for reservations so check during that time Mm. because people will cancel like if it's like before an event or something um or like before the date that you want, I think it's like two weeks before or something like that, um, things will start opening up because people have to like, uh, it's their, their time limit for the cancellation. Yeah, I think uh, it's uh, two weeks prior that you can cancel without getting like any penalties or anything or have to pay any fees. Right. So so look at that because we've gotten rooms like that before. Like um, it's been like booked solid and we checked and we checked and we checked and we got... Uh, the room that we wanted so yeah it's it's a little tough to do pick your date well ahead of time so you know what dates you're looking for and then once you hit the six month mark check that day 
Um, and hopefully, hopefully you can get in then. But if not, um, as we said, just keep checking because people do cancel for various reasons, I'm sure. So it's not impossible. You just have to be very diligent and very persistent in order to get it. So hopefully, hopefully, Donna, that you can you can get that booked. Yeah, good luck with that. I guess I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, what what are we going to talk about next episode, Patricia? Easter or something. <laughs> We're going to talk about Easter, I guess. <laughs> for guess sure. We have to. It's really cute. It's always cute. Okay. We also have our, our T- Tokyo Disney Resort 101 on a budget. You know I love that that uh, that topic. <laughs> so we will find so many cool budget stuff for you. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's Tokyo Disney Resort. Like, okay, as close to a budget as we can get. It might involve doing some stuff outside of the park. It always does. Okay, guys. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. It's always fun. Uh, hearing your guys' feedback and everything on Twitter, on Facebook, all that fun stuff. If you want to ask us a question, you can send it to contact at tdrexplorer.com and we read everything that you guys send. So please keep sending questions. We love getting them. We love reading them. We love answering them because that forces us to do some research sometimes because we don't know all the, all the answers. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Chris. Uh, if you want to follow me on my personal Twitter, you can find me at Burnin Lover. And I'm always joined by my lovely co-host, Patricia. Yeah, you can follow me at Dream Sweets Love on Twitter and on Instagram, where it's not so much Disney stuff, but it's some fun Japan stuff that you might be interested in. Oh my God, Chris, you know, we went to this place. like these. It's called like the 100 Holes. It's like a, like 216 holes in this mountain and it's so interesting we you know we should do like a segment on like other parts of japan as well <laughs> just a little like a small segment kind of thing. i think we should because there's so much going on like in other parts of of the country and within the city as well which you can tie up with your tokyo disney resort vacation mm-hmm. so we should do that let's think about that you guys write to us in your comments and tell us, would you like us to talk about other places and other things going on in the city and in the country um, that you might w- be interested in checking out? Whether it's cafes, whether it's entertainment, whether it's sightseeing. Let us know because there's some really, really neat places and um, we never get to talk about it, you know? Yeah, that's a good idea. But follow- right. So ma- mail us and let us know if you want us to talk about it or not. So, um, yes. Yeah, so uh, at Dream Scenes Love on Twitter... And on Instagram, it's the same name. And um, you guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Write to us. We're, we're lonely. We want to hear from you. <laughs> we're very lonely. We love you. <laughs> okay. And as always, make sure you rate us on iTunes and on Stitcher so other people can find our podcasts and help them uh, plan their trip to Tokyo. And you can also find us on our website, tdrexplorer.com, also on Facebook, Facebook.com slash TDR Explorer and on Twitter, Twitter.com slash TDR Explorer. So thank you guys and we will talk to you soon. See you next time. Keep exploring. Bye bye.